2: Hi,
3: Machine,
2: Tuesday. Oh, Trade Machine Tuesday. Tuesday. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even know it was Tuesday until 30 seconds ago when Emma goes, oh shit, guys, it's Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so don't even come at me with this. What do you want from me? I want us to pretend like today is Monday <laughs> and tomorrow is Tuesday. <laughs> tomorrow, fine. Tomorrow's Trade Machine Tuesday. We're observing it tomorrow.
4: <laughs> we did have tacos today, though.
2: We did. We did have taproots today. Just saying. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Show, where things are already off the rails. That's what happens when there's a holiday Monday, and we forget today oh, is Tuesday. Um, I've like been here
5: for like a
4: week.
2: So, are we doing that? Are we going to we're going to just swap Tuesday and Wednesday this week and we'll just do Trade Machine Tuesday on Wednesday?
5: Unless we really want to screw Emma over and make her have to make a bunch of graphics while we sit here. I mean... <laughs> the,
4: the, judging by the looks she just gave me. That's enough. not happy. Tomorrow is Trade Machine Tuesday, everybody.
2: <laughs> You're going to have to come back later. But we do have a lot of stuff in store for you today. So don't worry. we got a lot of things to talk about. Obviously, the biggest one is the Phoenix Suns head coaching search that still continues. We did get news over the weekend that some teams who were looking for a new head coach filled those positions, and one of which involved Nick Nurse. So Woj reported that ESPN sources say Nick Nurse has reached an agreement to become the next coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Nurse, who won an NBA championship and a Coach of the Year award with Toronto, now gets to coach the 2023 MVP, Joel Embiid, which means he is no longer in the running to be the Phoenix Suns head coach, which is kind of interesting because I know most people had him sort of in that one, two, maybe three spot on most of their lists. Um, But we also heard from Gambo of Arizona Sports that the Suns have now narrowed their head coaching search to Doc Rivers, Frank Vogel, and Kevin Young as they prepare to fill the vacancy left in the firing of Monty Williams.
5: I told you last week, we don't need Gambo. I told you last week that Devin Booker was not going to let friggin' Nick Nurse come in here and coach after Nick... uh, and Earl Watson had beef. So I told you that. I laid it out oh, for you. It Jesus wasn't Christ.
3: happening.
4: And this nurse is in Earl the oh, All right? Again, that dictates amazing. how this Suns franchise <laughs> is going to be operated she, in the future. Connect
5: the dots. Oh Kevin Young like- has been and will be the coach that, that they're going to hire. It, all signs have pointed there. You really think they're going to hire Doc Rivers? You really think they're going to take
2: Frank Vogel
5: out of witness protection? No. <laughs> No, protection.
2: maybe Frank Vogel Jeez. just took a year off.
5: Witness protection. He's not even up for any
2: other jobs. Oh my goodness. Unreal. Um well, we know how Espos <laughs> feeling. Gerald Saul, how are you guys feeling about this news?
4: Uh I mean, I just want him to get the right hire. I don't really care who it is. If, if they think it's the right hire, <clears> then go with it. Um I mean, obviously there's I ha- I think Kevin Young is the guy as well. Like I I do believe um just if you put all the pieces together it seems like it would it would align up more with him than the other two but again uh doc rivers has gotten multiple chances for a reason he's probably a great interview like Mm -hmm. he probably talks a really good game so who knows it could be him and frank vogel honestly i i i don't want to discredit frank vogel because they did he did win a championship with the lakers it was in the bubble but it was still a championship nonetheless and he had a lot of success with the pacers before that too and uh he's a good coach i just don't know if he's the coach that's going to take you over the top with this particular group of people um that you'll have on this team so um it's it's interesting to see how these pieces are moving but if i had to guess it would probably be kevin young at this point
1: yeah it, it feels like kevin young is probably the favorite among those three just looking at it objectively i feel like frank vogel is a very good coach, like Saul mentioned, he won a championship recently, and he was a good coach before that with the Pacers. Um, so it's it's not like he's incapable or not a great coach. I just don't know if he's as much of an upgrade over what the Suns already had to get you over the hump. Um, and that was my issue from the start with firing Monty, is if you're doing this, you need to have a certifiable <clears throat> upgrade that you are pivoting to. With Nurse off the board, that's one of the two guys that I thought for sure were definitive Upgrades from a like a tactical standpoint with Nick Nurse and Ty Lu. Ty Lu hasn't panned out. That's probably not gonna happen. And now Nurse is off the board. So I feel like Vogel is in that upper tier. I think Kevin Young might surprise some people and do a fantastic job because he is he's been well regarded as one of these assistants that's gonna be a head coach somewhere soon. Um and so I, I think he can come in here and still keep elements of Monty's. System and what they've been doing here the last few years, while Taylor making a few others to fit the roster moving forward. But it, it's just there are question marks about each of these three candidates that are left. Um, doc Rivers probably has the most to me, um, but it, it's not. There, we're we're venturing into some risky territory with either one of these three.
5: If you hire Rivers, you're gonna realize the doc you visited was a proctologist. Like just, it's just—it's not going to be a comfortable Brother. two, three years here. in oh guy just been—you have been waiting
3: there. for that forever. <laughs> no, <laughs> just I, really <laughs> I just—I'm
5: sorry. we wheels know. were just, just going. It's like. like mm. Mm. How can I do this? And
4: he was
1: doing a great job of acting like he was listening to what I was saying, oh, yeah, but the, totally whole time, was. the whole time, just <laughs> totally was. Like, he had no interest in what you were saying. He was just thinking about the next clever
4: thing he was going to was, was talking, I was
5: <laughs> Look, I just, I don't think your prognosis is going to be all that good if <laughs> Doc Rivers is your coach, right? I, yeah. I just, I don't <clears throat> see how that turns out any better than what you had with Monty Williams, Frank Vogel, another retread. How is that going? At this point, I'm like, you know what? If, if you want something different, if you're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle, Kevin Young might be that guy. Everybody wanted Ty Lu. You know what Ty Lu's experience was before uh, before winning a championship with the Cavs? The same damn experience that uh, Kevin Young has. Actually worse because he was never a head coach. Kevin Young's at least been a head coach in the G League. Nick Nurse, another guy everybody wanted. Same exact experience as Kevin Young, G League head coach, a main assistant uh, for Toronto. They fire a coach of the year, they put him in the t- in the seat, they win a title. Maybe Kevin Young is just that guy. Maybe they already have their Nick Nurse, their Ty Lu, and it's Kevin Young at this point. I mean, they're just
4: probing around trying to figure out which one is gonna fit better. All That's back all to it the is. proctology. <laughs> yeah. right. Um I, I again, like I don't really care. These two. These jokes are ass right now. (laughs) (laughs) I
3: I don't really care
4: about their credentials. I just want to know that they're going to be able to make a in-game adjustments because that was the biggest flaw of of money, according to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And they they have an established program that they can they can implement that is consistent enough for the NBA player of today to be able to, to really thrive uh, and play at a higher level. I think one of the, the things that we like so much about the seven seconds or less Suns or, or the good coaches of the past for the Suns is they were able to make your average role players play their role to such a degree that it elevated the entire team. And I think there's an argument to be made that the role players for the Phoenix Suns in the last couple of years have not been able to do that. And you need somebody that's going to help Kevin Durant and Devin Booker to such a degree that they're not a liability out there. And I think at some points in the Nuggets series and in the Clippers series, you could make that argument that, holy crap, this entire bench is a liability at some points. You had some flashes from like Jock Lindale, you had some flashes from Torrey Craig, you had some flashes from other pieces, but you can never get the whole group uh, to really rise up at the same time. And you want that coach to be able to come in here and establish a
5: program that's gonna be able to elevate the play overall. But I think that brings up another point. I don't think it matters who the head coach is. If you don't get this roster right in mm. these secondary guys, because if you don't have the talent, you're not going to be able. There's only so much a coach can do to lift up a group of guys, True. right? True. It, it comes from what's the base talent you're working with to start with. And if this roster isn't built right around Devin, or Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, you're not going to be able to
4: out-coach based on that. I think it's a little bit, in with the Suns, I, I really do feel like it's a little bit of the chicken or the egg kind of thing. Almost the same argument we make with DA. Is it the coach? Is it the player? Is it a combination of both? Can can either one like survive without the other or, or thrive without the other? We don't know yet, and we're going to find out soon at, at some point. Um, and the bench is kind I would I would say you can make the same argument about the bench. Does a, do, a, a new coach come in here and rectify a little bit of that, that issue, or was it? you know or is it unsalvageable because of the talent you just we just don't know because i I, f- I do feel like let's just take jock for instance i felt like we saw enough of jock to be able to understand like jock should play every night
5: mm-hmm.
4: and he he he's a he's a solid player he's a good contributor uh he had a lot of energy but for whatever reason multiple times this season Guy was just sitting on the bench. And I understand matchups and stuff like that. And this is the th- the number one thing that I will go to personally about Monty is that I am sick and tired of us adjusting to the other team as opposed to the other team adjusting to us. And I felt like I saw that way too many times in terms of his reasoning as to why certain players were not playing. It's the same frustration people have in baseball sometimes with, with uh, Tori Lavello. Guy will go on a heater, hit five home runs in five straight games, and for whatever reason, game number six, he's sitting on the bench. Like, why? Oh, because analytics. Fuck the analytics. Play the best guy. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do. And so I think Monty kind of was victim to that uh, from his own obviously doing.
2: Well, and you also know that like bench guys and role players, th- there's a, a rhythm to it, right? And it's difficult when Jock has talked about it, like he he figured out a way to kind of navigate that. But it is hard when your name gets called and then you sit for five games straight and then you get called again. And then you play five when you yeah. think you're doing really good. And then all of a sudden you go just like, listen, tonight ain't your night. We don't have a reason for it, but tonight you're not playing. Yeah. That's got to be really hard to find that out. And I'm not putting that all on Monty or whatever last year's coaching staff was because sometimes you do have to make those judgment calls as the head coach and that's totally fair, but it's got to be difficult.
5: But does another coach make Landry Shamet better? Does he fix campaigns inconsistency? Like I think we all True. agreed from from last offseason this was a flawed roster. Mm-hmm. Like we we talked about it. So I think you need to find those improvements.
4: But what I would say, I, I don't know if Gerald's going to scoff at this because I really don't know where you sit on this whole Aaron Holiday thing. But here we go. I just <laughs> want to say, like, I do think that maybe these other guys, uh, seeing what they were getting in terms of bench production against the Mavericks in a certain couple situations, maybe they would not be as afraid to throw Aaron Holiday in there just to mix it up a little bit when you know you're not getting anything out of Chris Paul. Campaign wasn't giving me anything, but for whatever reason, you just kept. Banging your head up against the wall, hoping that at some point you were going to break through, and it just never was going to happen. Um, I, you know, I think those are the the rare instances where a, a coach might say, "You know what? Fuck it. Let's just try it because nothing else is working right now." You got to have that feel for your team. Um, and and Tamaney's, you know, really demise his faith in his players is really what ended up being his undoing. Because at the end of the day, you got to win games, and you got at least. You got to at least try different things to to at least give the uh, perception that you're trying to make adjustments and change things around. And for a, a large portion of the public, they would tell you that they didn't feel like that.
2: I will say on the other side of that too um – that there is, it's a fine line about making that adjustment and messing with the mentals of your players and continuing to give them the opportunity to be who you think or who you know they can be. It's a very mm-hmm. fine line to walk. And it's like you're just teetering all the time on what is the right call and what is the wrong call, what's too early, what's too soon. So I will say that's not an easy thing to navigate Gerald, you talk,
5: You talked with these guys all year. You talked with Monty. I mean, did you get the feeling that – you know, that there was this animosity or anything with with minutes and that somehow a new coach would would change that, alleviate that in any way?
1: I didn't get a feeling of animosity. I, I got a sense of frustration, and, <laughs> and understandably so, and it's something Monty would acknowledge as well. Like, even if you are telling a guy straight up to his face before a game, like, hey, we're going to go Biz's way tonight or we're going to go with Jock tonight, like, that's still not – an easy thing for some of the world's greatest competitors to stomach. It's, it's difficult even if you have a head coach who's upfront about it. Um, so I I don't think it was a question of animosity or like we need somebody new in here who's going to play me more or whatever. I I do think there was just that understandable frustration as a competitor. Like I feel I can contribute. I always feel like I can contribute because these guys have grown up being the best and being told they're the best. Um, so it's natural. Um, I, I do feel like his greatest flaw, like Saul mentioned, kind of his undoing was his faith in his players and in certain guys. And sometimes they paid off in little tight windows, like when Landry Shamet had what was it 19 or whatever mm-hmm. it was in Game Three or Game Four of the Nuggets series. But then it would just fade away just as quickly. Mm-hmm. And so those little instances were enough to keep his faith in that player and to continue it going on but the returns were never as great as they needed to be. That one game was an outlier, not the, not the rule. And so I think in some of those instances, it would have been helpful if he had been more willing to deviate from what worked in the regular season, his faith in certain guys that worked during the season. And part of that, the problem there is that a lot of these guys that he needed to turn to and pivot to were newcomers that he didn't trust... Um, and that didn't fully grasp what they were doing on both ends of the floor. Um, Even though TJ Warren and Terrence Ross, we all agreed, needed to play more sooner in that Nuggets series, um, and you can turn to Aaron Holiday the year before, things like that, like those are, you have to implement those pieces. Maybe a different coach would be able to do that quicker, um, but it's part of the reason why I was saying, unless you have a definitive upgrade over Monty, I would have personally given him a year, even though I totally understand you can't lose elimination games in that fashion back-to-back years. So it's a tough spot, and now they need to nail, they need to hope that whoever they hire of these three really nails that job of navigating. We have a lot of new faces on this roster. We have some returning faces. Now we need something that incorporates what we did well under Monty with a system that works and enhances it with a new group of guys. That's a tough line to walk as a new head coach here. yeah
5: I agree it feels like this decision was made in part because I don't think Ishbia and Monty necessarily meshed but there may not have been that plan of how do you replace this right away and I think we're seeing that in this search
2: okay so operating that under the idea that it's these three guys who are left Doc Rivers Frank Vogel Kevin Young a little mini rank and file you don't have to expand on it but one two three what's your order Pre- uh, of what you prefer, not no. what you think will happen, what I would, do you prefer.
4: I would probably go Kevin Young. Oh, man. I'm going to go Kevin Young, Doc Rivers, Frank Vogel. I'd
1: probably go Kevin Young, Frank Vogel, Doc Rivers.
5: Kevin Young, way down the list, Frank Vogel, Doc <laughs> Rivers. I think we may see Kevin Young as head coach, Frank Vogel as lead assistant.
1: I'd be great with that. Yeah.
5: And exactly. at that— that wouldn't shock me. Or some guy like a Frank Vogel is the lead assistant to a Kevin Young.
2: Okay. So we are all in agreement that we think Kevin Young would be the best choice for the Suns out of these three names that are still attached to them for their head coaching search. So then let's dive a little bit deeper into Kevin Young. But first, I do want to remind you guys that in just a few days, our Knockout Knights Cornhole League is oh, going to yeah. be happening. That's happening on Friday at the Bet MGM Sportsbook. It's going to be a blast. That entire day, we will be out at the BetMGM Sportsbook. All of the shows from PHNX will go live from out there, and then I believe starting at what 7 Mm p.m. is when our cornhole league begins. So Mm -hmm. grab a partner, come on down, show us what you got. Me and Gerald are going to beat everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to speak that into existence (laughs) right now.
5: Watch your cornhole buds. Going to win. All right, watch out.
2: We still need to come up with a name. Are we Cornholio? Did somebody else already pick that?
5: The
1: Great Cornholio. I don't think
2: so. Well, I think that's our name, but you guys should come hang out with us. It's going to be a (laughs) blast. Also, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, make sure you sign up today and use bonus code PHNX when you do because there's a few different offers that we've got for you guys depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
1: Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight 8 hope ny or text hope ny 467 new York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. one 800 522 Kansas, Nevada. one 800 327 Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan.
2: Also, Father's Day is going to be here before you know it, so now is a great time to start figuring out what it is you are going to get your father for Father's Day, and we've got a promo code for you guys for a really cool place if you want to take advantage of it. I'm talking about Omaha Steaks. It's definitely going to put a smile on your dad's face. You can pick from a slew of different things. They've got fork tender. They've got bacon, rat filet mignon. They've got desserts. They've got burgers. They've got... What else is there? Chicken,
4: um, Obviously steaks. Pork chops. Pork chops. They have these little apple strudel things. They're like tarts. Yeah. Apple tarts. Yeah. yeah. got those.
5: I love my meat and I'm really glad that I got Omaha steaks. While the missus and the little one are going out of town for a couple of weeks and now I've got everything I can cook for myself. Uh, and experiment with before they get home. So you're just
2: going to save it all for yourself? I am
5: because I want to experiment, okay. and teach myself how to grill. I don't, I, I'm not good. So you good. make
2: sure you get it right and then you'll order more exactly. using the promo code PHNXSUNS. Exactly. And mm. then you'll make it for them. I'm, I'm not I good see, with okay. the cooking.
5: Okay. So I want to practice see. without, and with me being the only collateral damage. Gotcha.
2: So you can pick from a bunch of different options. They also have hand selected packages that you guys can choose from as well, but Whether he is your father, your father-in-law, a father figure, or he's the guy who's always ready to step in whenever you need him most. This Father's Day, show him the love with the one and only gift that is as unforgettable as he is. The mouth-watering perfection of Omaha Steaks. From perfectly aged to oh-so-tender steaks to hand-selected gift packages, Omaha Steaks makes it easy to give dad what he really wants. Order today and get $30 off with promo code P-H-N-X Suns. Oh. And every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Go to omahastakes.com enter P-H-N-X Suns for $30 off. Minimum order may be required. See site for details. Okay. What's I, up? What's happening in the like chat?
4: This is like the 895th time somebody says, have you made those shotgun shells, Saul? Uh, yeah, I will make them. I will make them for Thursday. I'll make them for Thursday. I'll bring them in Thursday.
2: Wait, what are we talking about here?
4: Shotgun shells. It's a it's a barbecue thing.
2: Are you making Uh, it for us?
4: I'm not making it just for myself. Unlike Espo, I don't like my own meat. Lord. I like to share. (laughs)
2: Well, I'm I'm super excited no. now. I'm good without. Don't
4: t-
5: don't I'm good me. without you sharing your being at the office. So I like you. Prank <laughs> uh, says
2: oh, a super
5: chat two dollars. Oh, stinks! I thought you were gonna give Dad Manscaped.
1: You can give him more than one gift. That's true. We had skimmed right past his comment. Smooth. <laughs> Smooth, yeah, clear I think waters to let ahead. Go, did
4: you? No, Come I on. knew you weren't. We're like the but... dynamic duo over here. Well, I might mean, might. since we're already
2: on the topic of outrageous shenanigans happening in the chat, we did get another super chat from the vault. It said, if the Heat win the finals, Espo proctology stream? No. Like the vault? <laughs> no. Oh <my> <laughs> Come on. Am I the proctologist? Am I like going to the proctologist? Like, There's so many questions. What?
1: Somebody... what? No. what? No. And the answers are all bad. You <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah, that's.
2: You yeah. guys. I know it's a Tuesday. It's a holiday I, week, we short week, or whatever, but like let's get it together, y'all. I am
1: turning 40
5: this year, so I probably should visit the Proctology. for trade
1: machine Tuesday. <laughs> I'm trading the last 20, oh, minutes of my,
4: my life.
5: God. <laughs> Gilbert, our bio says,
4: I'm vegan now, thanks. Look at what you guys <laughs> did. Look at what all you did. <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't think I'd ever want to watch a proctology yeah, let's stream just, with us folks.
2: We're going to oh, get this fence. show right back not, I on. I wouldn't track. want anybody to I watch We're going to continue somewhere. to talk about Suns basketball push now. Through, <laughs> <push>. <laughs> oh Good God.
1: <laughs> I said push through. Don't do that.
2: <laughs> no, stop. stop. Just Kevin, stop, Kevin Gerald. Young. <laughs> do we need to hire a doc? Uh,
5: oh, not okay. if he's a proctologist. No. <laughs> I wish we had a nurse, though.
2: <laughs> Hi, babe. Okay. Sure. Uh, Kevin Young. Let's I talk a little stop. bit more about him. So, we all are in agreement that we think Kevin Young should be the Suns' next head coach. Bill Simmons said last week on his podcast that he fully believes that the Suns will hire Kevin Young, and then he also mentioned again this week on a more recent episode of the podcast <laughs> Kevin Young's name again. I haven't played the clip.
4: Clearly, the Suns can survive without Aiden. now. Whoever the new coach is, not being Monty Williams, you're already in a better spot than you were the year before because uh, Kevin Young. Well, just because the Aiton Williams thing was clearly like past the point of being fixed, it it really appears that that wasn't going into the season.
2: Okay, so essentially he is saying that anybody not named Monty Williams will have already been a better situation for the Suns because he's pointing back to the DA Monty issues if you will that he didn't feel like were fixed before the season yeah. started um he bill simmons didn't seem to specifically name kevin young here uh but the name kevin young was thrown out when talking about the next sunset coach and he didn't deny it and like i said last week he was very adamant that he thinks it's going to be kevin young
4: i i mean again like we speculated a little earlier i i do i do feel like there's a lot of players that are on the Kevin Young train, they, lo- they like what he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke to Joseph Blair, who's the assistant coach uh, for the Wizards, Last week, And just to kind of get a little bit of background on Kevin Young and how he is behind the scenes. And again, he, he echoed a lot of things that, that I think Espo mentioned last week, just that he's just very uh, detail oriented. He's meticulous in terms of his preparation, watches a lot of film, is always prepared, always ready. Um, and the way he put it is he, he's a brilliant mind. He said that he, any any team would be fortunate enough to have him. Um, and so, I mean, he's a big fan of him. He, 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 they worked together on the Philadelphia 76ers staff uh, back in 2020. So uh, he was familiar with them. They, they communicate every other day still. Um, so that tells you about uh, not only Kevin Young's ability to to relate to players and, and his attention to detail and his work ethic, but also the relationships he's able to build mm-hmm. um, with other assistant coaches uh, as well. So uh, I, I think the Suns, you know, listen. I think at this point, you know, you have uh, a, a shining star of sorts on in your in your house, and I think you got to do everything you possibly can to see if this is. The path you want to go down and if this is really the person that's going to take you to the next level because if you don't take him somebody else definitely will and
1: um you know you don't want to regret the choices that you make yeah i, I agree everything that i've heard from him it seems like he's worn a number of hats for the sons and throughout his coaching tenure he's regarded as being very prepared from an x's and o's standpoint he gets along well with the players um there was a report Last week that he's got Booker's backing, I think it was from Mark Stein, um, which is huge if he has the support of Devin Booker. Um, but he's helped with player development before. Um, he was Monty's designated guy for challenges, so he was entrusted with that kind of role. He said Monty – Monty said that he helped him judge shot quality when shots weren't falling, like whether they're getting good shots and just missing them or, or whatnot. So he's been trusted with a number of things on this Sun squad Um, And he filled in for Monty last year um, when he was out with COVID. And he drew up that uh, game-tying three-point shot for Book in one of their games. They didn't win that game, but it forced overtime. And the players were crediting him with the beautiful play that he drew up. So it seems like he's prepared on a number of fronts to take on this kind of role. It's just we never really know how an assistant is going to be as a head coach until they do it. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like he's interviewed for a number of jobs over the last few years. So it feels like other teams in the league as a whole is aware that, okay, this guy is going to be a head coach. It's just a matter of where.
5: Yeah. I did have a player, like I had mentioned last week, tell me he has flaw- flawless game plans was the, mm-hmm. was the exact quote. But I know there's a concern out there about, Oh, he was on Monty's staff. Can we, can we expect anything different? How could, he not have the blame for any of this. And I asked a former NBA assistant coach who was a head coach in the G league as well, like, uh, like young about it. And he said, you know, from time to time, yeah, your ideas don't get uh, get implemented by the head coach Mm -hmm. and that it's, it's not an always occurrence, but it does happen uh, from time to time. So Kevin Young could have had good ideas there that just weren't, implemented by Monty. And he also mentioned, you know, eventually you want those assistant coaches' voices to be louder if, if you like them. So they move from the back row to the front row to the lead assistant. And then he even mentioned, look at what happened with Dwayne Casey and Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse's voice became very powerful there. They let Dwayne Casey go, even though he was coach of the year and they put, Nick Nurse in, that could be the path we're seeing here. So I'm less concerned about the, oh, he was on Monty's staff, uh, so why weren't his ideas implemented after talking to this guy?
2: Well, I mean, you see that in any job, right? You have Mm -hmm. a boss, and you might bring a great idea to them, but your Mm -hmm. boss thinks that they know best or aren't ready to implement those ideas. Every
5: single day, Lindsay. Every (laughs) single
2: day. (laughs) He said it, not no, me. I, I was, was just thinking. I, I, I knew you were. Listen, Lizzie,
4: don't act like you're not throwing the
1: lob,
5: okay? Let's
4: so just I, not I, do that right me now. give you the
1: side eye the yeah, second. I was she's like, like, Who among us hasn't
2: had, had a boss
3: who doesn't listen?
2: <laughs> <laughs> who directly reports awesome. to a guy like this? Uh, not me.
3: You can Uh, feel that, though, too, Sean. You know that. (laughs) We are not
2: talking about this job. We are talking in general terms. Mm -hmm. But it is true, though. It is true. Like, Kevin Young could have brought a lot of different things to Monty. Maybe Monty just wasn't ready at that moment to start implementing them or make that decision to make the change. Mm. But there is another former player, J.J. Redick, who had a lot of really great things to say about Kevin Young recently as well. I'm believer in, in maybe getting some new blood in there, so some mm. fresh tastes in there. Okay. And
0: so I, the guy for me is Kevin Young, who has, okay. has been an assistant coach with Monty Williams in Phoenix for three seasons now. Mm-hmm. Uh, was with me in Philadelphia, played, played for him for
4: two years. He's one of our assistant coaches under Brett Brown. Kevin has excellent basketball intellect. He's a tremendous communicator. He's familiar with the players. Um, and a lot of this, as you know, Stephen A., is... Who is Kevin Durant willing to sign off on? Who is Devin Booker willing to sign off on? Who is Chris Paul willing to sign off on? And to me, Kevin Young is a guy who I think will have a lot of success in
0: the NBA as a head coach. And I also believe he has the the players backing in this case. And I'm glad you brought up uh, Kevin Young because, uh, you know, I love it when new names are thrown out that don't know much about them, yeah. And so, you know, we really we rely and lean on people like yourself who know them and speak about some of these young cats. want to come up. Me personally, when I think about people that haven't had a coaching opportunity, I think about a guy like Phil Handy who's on the Lakers bench. Why? Because he was in Cleveland when LeBron won a title. He was in Toronto when Kawhi won a title. He was in L.A. when they won a the title. And I'm thinking about a guy that has been on three different, in three different locations as an assistant. And they've won championships where he's been, plus he's known as a player development guy. So I look at a name like that, that comes to my mind, but I have no, I have nothing to throw uh, against the argument for Kevin Young, who served under Monty Williams, other than this. Ishbeer decided to get rid of Monty Williams. So why keep someone from his staff? Now, he was an owner there from the beginning. He picked Monty Williams, but he decided to let Monty Williams go. That's different. But he's letting Monty Williams go primarily because that's not the guy he picked. He inherited him. So if you want to establish your own thing, why have somebody
2: from him? Real quick, I know we need to go. I'm just curious, how much of a say will the players have when it's a star like it? So obviously J.J. Reddick mentions again there that he feels like Kevin Young has the backing of the players, which when you're talking about players of Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker statue, that's that's a huge win mm. for your corner.
4: Yeah, it is. But honestly, like, it's cool that they support him. But my I, my thought of if I'm a GM or or a CEO and I'm trying to put together a group, I I don't necessarily think that it really matters completely if the players buy into a set individual because if I have if I have an, uh, a mindset that you know I can see the bigger picture and this person would actually be a better fit for this group and what their skill set and, and their level are because players let's be honest every player thinks that they're the greatest ever like that's why they're in the NBA they've 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 been highly successful and if they have a coach that they think is like oh this would be a perfect coach for me. You don't know all the coaches. You don't know every single coach. You're not in those interviews. Maybe you hear something in an interview that you're just like, wow, this is this is really impressive. And I never thought about using so-and-so this way. Um, that might catch you off guard. So it's cool that the players are on board. It makes it an easier transition process if he gets hired, but it's not the the you know the the biggest item.
5: I I look, JJ Redick is a guy that is very respected in basketball circles. In terms of his opinion, he has direct knowledge of playing uh, for and under Kevin Young. So I, I put some weight behind what he says. And he's not a guy in the room right now who's lobbying for him. I understand Devin Booker lobbying for him. Okay, that's one thing. But J.J. Redick is lobbying for him as a guy you know, on ESPN, on his podcast, those kind of things, because he believes in the guy. So I take that. I, I take that. Uh, you know w- with some heft to what he's saying. What I am concerned about is: Does that mean JJ Reddick Redick will be on the staff, and then do I have to spend half my time in <laughs> Chicago, or uh, or how does that
1: work? I, I think you still have to be here. Okay. Um, I look. I, I feel like there that concern in terms of not switching things up enough for money, keeping someone who was on his staff. I feel like that concern is overblown because I think if you read between the lines of what Monty said last year about, you know, finally implementing what Kevin Young had been bothering him for basically two years about crashing the offensive glass more, it does feel like Monty had, he always talked about having people in the room and on his coaching staff that would contradict his opinions, that would challenge his thoughts and his strategies, but it doesn't feel like you always incorporate them because one thing that Kevin Young said when he filled in for Monty during that couple-game stretch last year was that the difference between being an assistant coach and being a head coach is, like, you can suggest things as an assistant and sometimes they'll get taken into consideration, sometimes they won't. But as the head coach, every call is your call to make. And he said that was the biggest adjustment for him. So if you read between the lines of that, it sounds like, you know, Kevin Young would suggest things, Monty would take some of them into account and he would go his own way on others because that's what you do as a head coach so i do feel like young is kind of the perfect balance between he knows what has made this group successful he knows the culture that's been implemented here that he helped build that was he was a part of but he also can see different ways things that he would do differently things that Monty did that maybe he suggested that they didn't try that he'd be more willing to do now in the head seat so, I, I feel like that's hopefully what you want. You know, maybe that's an overly optimistic read on a first year head coach because, like I said, we don't know what he's going to do until he gets the job. But if it is Kevin Young, I feel like that's kind of the optimism that you cling to that he's going to know the things that help make you successful and he's going to have an innate understanding of what we can do to elevate it.
5: Well, I think you bring up a good point there because there were plenty of good things over the last couple of years here. Mm -hmm. with the Phoenix Suns, but what were thin was the inability to make changes uh, on the fly, uh, in-game adjustments, those kind of things. So if you believe Kevin Young can bring the best of what was there with Monty Williams and change those things that you weren't a big fan of that happened in-game, why wouldn't you want to take a chance at that? Because you're getting the best of both worlds then.
4: I mean, I— I assume that Kevin Young threw a lot of things um, at Monty. I, it also, I mean, I, man, if, if it sounds weird to say this, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe people feel like this and have felt like this. The more and more we kind of learn or we try to dissect these coaches and then we think about their relationship, especially Kevin Young with with Monty, uh, or the things that Monty did or did not do, um, it just, it, you felt like it was the same story every single game. And most times it worked. A lot of times it didn't, um, and in the playoffs, obviously, you know, it, it all came to a head, and you just gotta wonder, like, well, damn, did you take a lot of advice from these coaches? Because it doesn't really seem like it, since it feels like you did the same thing just about every single day, day and day, every single game, day in day out. So, um, I hope, I hope it's it's just a, a case of a, a stubborn head coach not really wanting to adjust what he does uh, too much, because you know the adjustments that were made in the playoffs. I mean, quite frankly, not necessarily a, a money call. Like, there's other things that were going on, so it, it's there's a lot that goes on into it. I hope Kevin Young learned from that. If anything, I, I hope he learned from that uh, situation. And, and you know, there's some great things that you can learn from Monty Williams. Not taking away anything from Money, he did a great job while he was here. Just was time to to, to move on from him. I hope Kevin Young could see what Money did, how he how he worked. The things he would change to modify and be a little bit more effective as a head coach and use them to the best of his abilities as Mm -hmm. they move forward. Because a good head coach is also uh, will will enable his staff to thrive and and get moments to be able to to jump in and do multiple things. We saw that we see that all the time. Popovich with Becky Hammond. Uh, We've seen uh, other coaches that will enable assistants to be able to get a little bit more. Uh, control of what's going on in the moment so they can kind of build up their own experiences and be ready for whenever their name gets called at another franchise. So I I hope that Kevin Young sees that and realizes that. And if he is the guy that he will use that to the best of his ability. I would
2: like to think, too, that not being the head coach and in the thick of it. Gives him a different perspective on how Monty Williams went ab- went about being the head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Like you said, being able to really see and recognize like the positives that Monty brought to the table and how he was able to, whether it's connect with players or find that um, empowerment side of him as a coach, and then also on the flip side, see okay, these were maybe some of the downfalls that might have been hard for Monty to see while he was in the thick of it. But as somebody who's one step removed, a.k.a. Kevin Young, he could see how this may have played out differently had he adjusted here or there. And like you said, take that and learn from it, which he's been doing for a while now. I mean, Gerald to Gerald's point, he's been in the NBA for a long time. He's been through countless interviews for head coaching jobs in the NBA. People have talked about him with great positivity over the last couple of years. Like it's inevitable that at some point in time, Kevin Young is going to get the nod and get a head coaching job it's just a matter of what he does with it when that time does come
5: by the way hello i saw your comment if they hire kevin young yes i'll do that
2: i don't want to know what it is so instead i'm going to tell (laughs) you guys about four peaks it's a fantastic beer also a wonderful pub located down in tempe four peaks is one of our favorite sponsors simply because the beer is so delicious the chicken tenders are so delicious and the people over there are also really amazing as well. Be sure you to follow them on social media at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Right now they got the Four Peaks Four Seats uh giveaway going on, where one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming D-Bucks game. The tickets also come with D-Bucks, so you can grab some food and an ice cold wow we or hot not beer. So again, make sure you are following them on Instagram at Four Peaks Brew. Check the link in their bio to figure out how you can sign up. If I just burped into the mic, I kind of did, so my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault though. Just real quick, one more disclaimer: you do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. And we ask that you drink responsibly. It's not my fault. It's because we had illegal Pete's and it was fault. so good that I like literally oh. inhaled it. Control. So it's yourself. like now you know, like I usually don't eat before shows, but when Illegal pizza brings in one of their like catering boxes, you mm. can't say no to that, especially on Taco Tuesday.
4: The transition. So it's illegal Pete's fault.
2: Uh, yep. It is. Sorry, Illegal Pete. You got to take one for the team today. Um, But it was really good, you guys. So here's the thing. Like I've told you guys about this, like, you know, when we were talking about graduations and Mother's Day parties and all the things that you could go to Illegal Pete's and you could get all of the to-go things for whatever party is that you're trying to host. We finally got to see it in action today and it was better than I could even imagine First and foremost, the chips come in this little box that when you open turns into a basketball hoop. So the foil that they wrap all of the condiments and whatnot in can become your basketballs and you can play a game (laughs) like top notch there in and of itself.
5: Yeah, that'll be a whole episode come this summer. We
2: should. That (laughs) would be a blast. Um, And then beyond that, like everything was packaged so well because that's always the hardest part when you're taking food to go, especially a bigger order like a catering type order is you don't want it to like get all wonky in the car. You don't want things to spill. You don't want to lose out on the goodness that is the food. Everything was packaged perfectly, so you didn't have to deal with any of those. And the cookies were literally the size of our heads, y'all. They were massive, Mm -hmm. delicious chocolate chip cookies. Um, So check out Illegal Pete's if you want to have your next party, maybe Father's Day. If you want to cater it, Illegal Pete's has your back. And right now, they also have extended happy hour happening. It's now from 3 to 8 p.m. every single day. So stop into their either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew. You can get five pints for 15 bucks. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and a crisp beer on the patio. Legal Pete's, it's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer.
4: They had to extend happy hour because all those degenerates <laughs> at ASU don't wake up until 5 o'clock in the afternoon anyway. Yeah, buddy. Am I right? Yeah, buddy. What's it to you?
2: (laughs) We're just trying to get in our beauty sleep. Does that mean Lindsay never
5: left ASU?
2: (laughs) Listen, it's three forty-five. I'm here. I'm awake. Clearly, early. Am I
1: not? My God, what more do you
2: want from me? My goodness. Okay, so here's the thing. All that coaching stuff, right? We're waiting on the Suns to finally announce whoever it may be. But I'm curious if you guys think that maybe it'll take a little bit longer now because we did get word today that Golden State's Bob Myers, a two-time executive of the year uh, and the architect of four NBA championships, is stepping down as the franchise's president and general manager. Uh, He told ESPN on Tuesday, quote, it's just time, Myers said. And that was a tweet that we got from Adrian Wojnarowski. So, does this change anything with the Phoenix Suns and their thought process here?
4: I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think. I think. Listen. I think Ishbia, at the very least, is going to have a conversation with Bob Myers. I, I don't. I don't think he would just dismiss it. But you already have James Jones, and you got to be very careful about how you tread water right here because you got to do what's in the best interest of the franchise. And if you feel like the best interest of the franchise is to move on from James Jones, because to me, that's the only scenario. You are not going to bring in Bob Myers and have them coexist with James Jones. It just doesn't make any sense. Bob Myers has accomplished far more as an executive than James Jones. For him to defer in any way, shape, or form to James Jones would be... that would just be negligent. So, um so he would come in to take over everything in bo- basketball operations. I think I think you you at least have to pick up the phone. When you have a superstar of that caliber and he is, he's he's an executive superstar. Mm-hmm. You got to at least have the conversation. Because he's had so much success, not only in building that franchise and helping that franchise win multiple championships, but also the the, the environment that they created over there, um, which he credits a lot, and, I, and I, I cannot emphasize this enough. He credits that a lot to Steph Curry as well because of Steph Curry's demeanor and the way he goes about his day-to-day. Um, he, he, Steph Curry and him basically built the culture of that building by being who they are and Bob Myers has said that multiple times on his own podcast Um so if he came over to the Suns I think he, he his relationship with KD would help because KD saw that mm-hmm. Um and then getting Devin Booker to understand like hey it's not just about what happens on the court it's an entire franchise and it's an entire movement and we've seen other franchises that have had toxic work environments like this one before the the, the ownership change um, that's Probably could have succeeded earlier had it not been for everything being held back because of somebody else's own ego. And so I think Bob Myers is, is a great person to talk to. I don't know if he'll get the job. I don't even know if the Suns are interested. But I think, yeah, at least got to make the
5: phone call. His name's been tied to the Suns since before Ishby officially took over. There were rumors that Bob Ishbia was going to bring in Bob Myers, that he was going big game hunting and Bob Myers was – Uh, Close to the top of that list. So you have to at least make the call, right? Now, I don't know. There's rumors Bob Myers wants to spend more time with his family. But as I say, everybody has a price, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's the idea of a new challenge and bringing a championship to a team that's never had it and a boatload of money that gets it done. I don't know, but I'm definitely making the call. And uh, my tinfoil hat's tingling. I think there may be <laughs> may have been something going on. If you want to hear more, go to our YouTube.
2: Well, page, I so. mean, it's a fair tinfoil hat theory to have that maybe you had information that this was going to happen, and that's what's holding up the coaching search for the Suns. I also wonder if you. Th- like, to salt to your point, and I know when Bob Myers was first brought up, just in general, when it came to the Suns, a lot of people were saying the same thing, like him and James Jones probably cannot coexist in that same building, like Bob Myers isn't going to take a backseat to James Jones and all these things. But is there a world or a possibility in where because he kind of maybe wants to spend more time with his family, which is something that a lot of uh, beat writers and people out of Golden State have been saying about him since this decision came out today? That maybe he doesn't want two roles within an organization and that he would be more happy with just one that does free up a little bit. He's not managing all these people handling all of this stuff. Like maybe there is a little bit of room there for him to have a lesser role, but still equally important.
1: I don't think so. I I feel like if you're reading between the lines, like yes, newsbreakers have to implement certain things when they're being given exclusives. But like, if you look at Woj's article, it, really builds up his price tag as far as he's expected to be the most pursued executive in modern North American professional sports history. Um, You know, it makes him a uniquely appealing part of a potential ownership group or front office. Like he's stepping away to drive up his price tag in part. He knows that he's going to be a hot commodity who's sought after by a number of teams. I don't think if the Suns pitch him or pursue him, it would be, you know, you can have a reduced role where you get to spend more time with family. I think it would need to be you're in charge of whatever the hell you want to be in charge of because this guy is going to have his pick of whatever job that he wants. And it also mentions in the piece, should he someday decide to return to the team side? So they're really setting this up to where if you want me, you're going to have to, like, bend over backwards to give me what I want.
5: Look, Matt Ishby is rich, but he doesn't have Steve Ballmer money. And you look at Bob Myers, went to school in L.A., is a Southern California kid. I think you start connecting the dots as much as I'd love to have Bob Myers here. And I think it's fun to play the conspiracy theory that Matt Ishpia has used this coaching search to try to figure out if James Jones can actually do this job. because it's the first time he's seen James Jones work in person. I really... I think much like Ty Lue, he he's going he's going to be in L.A. I I think if he's if he's an executive this year, I think L.A. is where they can back up the Brinks truck. They just lost the president of basketball mm-hmm. operations. Uh, you know, Bob Myers can go in there. has has draft picks, has his uh, his two stars, has a pretty solid bench, and he can he, he can do that thing in the way he wants in a place he's familiar with. That's probably the more logical uh,
2: way Outcome, this plays
5: man. out. Mm-hmm.
2: No fun zone. Well, both of you. Well, no Isaiah
5: Thomas mm-hmm. is already running the Shadow Sun's front office. Oh, shit,
2: There's on. no room for Bob Myers.
5: <laughs> Erroneous. He,
3: he's <laughs> but, the but Shadow but Kevin president. Kevin Durant
2: called him today. Well, Listen, Kevin a, Durant called him today. Listen to this. Neat. Uh,
3: Durant called me today. He's in, he's in Monaco. Um, you know, he's he what he did for us showing up here um, knowing what he would hear about when he made that decision for him to have that courage I remember Joe and I were on the phone with him right before he decided and you could tell he knew what might be coming down his road if he came to us and for him to do it and to completely deliver on everything that he would want um, to finals MVPs Three in a row championships, uh, taking us to the finals. Excuse me, three finals appearances, but two championships. What a talent! What a what a great. If you like basketball, watching him and Steph and these guys play, I mean that that was. I do that for free. Um,
2: You're gonna tell me that man who got a call from Kevin Durant today wouldn't love to come hang out with him in Phoenix? Come on. I've called
5: old bosses that I'd never go back and work for <laughs> and congratulated them on something, because you never know when it might come in handy, right? Oh, yeah, and so oh. Kevin Durant's just playing the game in case Bob Myers winds up somewhere he wants to be in the future. Okay. He's just like, hey, how you doing? Uh, I remember you. You remember there, me. Sir. Enjoy your time away from Golden State. <laughs> I got out, and I like it too, so... You guys are no fun. Well, did Saul give me the look? You're still talking to your old bosses? What? No, I, <laughs>
4: no, no. I I immediately went to your son's days, and I was like,
5: hey, Who'd you talk to over there? <laughs> oh, I still talk to people over there that I your bosses. Congratulate. Oh yeah, I talk to my direct boss all the time.
2: Well, you guys are no fun, but Circle Ks are full of fun because they got all the goodies: sour gummy worms,
5: <laughs> head coaches, you can buy delightful chips, Bob Myers. gummy
2: bears. <laughs> Polar Pops, 12 packs of beer for just 10 bucks. iced coffee for Power $1.89, forwards. Red Bull, Monsters.
5: There's no salary cap at Circle K. None you can get what you want. You can
2: spend whatever you want, or you can use coupons, which we love coupons. <laughs> right now, if you text PHNX to 31310 you,
5: you
4: to join their person. SMS
2: subscriber club, you're going to get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. You're going to tell me that if I was like, hey, here's a coupon for a free Polar Pop, you wouldn't be like, yes, thank you. I'm going to use this. You would let it go to waste? No. Oh, Terrible. I use it on my phone all the time. Terrible. So make sure you text 31310 <laughs> to join their SMS subscriber club and get your buy one, get one free 32-ounce Polar Pops. Head to com slash store dash located find Circle K's near you. Speaking I think.
4: Speaking of coupons, though, real quick. Ooh. Speaking Ooh. of coupons, okay. I just want to say... For those of the people that came out to our golf event last week, mm-hmm. everybody got a, a $20 gift card to PGA Tour Superstore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used mine yesterday. Mm-hmm. I bought like a, a brand new set of balls and then like a, I had a, a cap for my Yeti, right? Mm-hmm. It was like $38 altogether, right? Um, I had a $10 credit at the PGA Tour Superstore and I could use the $20 So I only paid like 8 bucks.
2: Nice. nice. I, was like,
4: I thought that was pretty cool. See, so you
2: like coupons too. It was
4: pretty thrifty of me.
2: You over here are just giving me no, grief left like and right for liking mo- to use a coupon. No,
4: no, no. no. I f- I feel like I feel like you. I could easily see you being like one of those coupon people, like like the people where you that just like, from just the- yeah, just
2: I mean that's stacks hard. and stacks. You
4: yeah, put, like, if it
5: weren't a lot for of your laziness,
4: <laughs> yes, a million percent you would be the coupon person.
5: I feel like Lindsay would be the one that would use a coupon for something she wouldn't get. Just because she could save the money? She's like, it's such a great deal. How could I not use this <laughs> Oh, coupon? yeah. A
4: million percent.
2: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I won't lie. Oh, I've gotten a coupon in the mail and been like, I don't need anything from this store, but I'm going to go buy something from this store because now I got 25% off. So why wouldn't I?
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: Like I can validate buying myself a tree if I have a coupon. So down. are you
1: one of those people that you've got like $36 in your cart and they're like, you can save 15% if you spend $50 or more on this order?
2: No, but I'll do that for free shipping. Okay. If if I have like 30 bucks in my cart and it's shipping's like $7 and you're like, if you spend 10 more dollars, you get free shipping. I'm absolutely spending 10 more dollars to get free shipping.
1: I'd have to check the math on that, but okay.
2: I know it doesn't add up. (laughs) I'm still, but at least I have a product now for the money that I'm spending. (sighs) I'm spending three more dollars to have another product. Anyway. Anyway. (sighs) Anyway. These conversations are better when you have an OG's because then it just grows and grows and grows and and turns into these really big, (laughs) crazy conversations. Like you want to talk about tinfoil hat, get yourself some OG's and have even more fun with tinfoil hat. They've got the Aquaberry Sleep Edition gummy, the Strawberries and Cream Happy Balance gummy. And right now they have Mixed Bags, which has all the fruits and all the cream flavors. And Pink Lemonade, that flavor is dropping on June 21st. So, check out OGs online at OGsbrands.com, on Instagram at OGsbrands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, what are you guys one laughing one about? Of in the our, chat? One
4: of our guys out there in, in our PHNX Suns fam <laughs> uh, texted me. And invite me to play in a 35 and over basketball
2: league. Okay.
4: And uh, I need a basketball. So apparently, uh, according to Brian Abdallah, I should open up a store called Saul's Balls because <laughs> no. that sounds like a great uh, it, a sports it store. It should
5: be Saul's Used Balls. I think oh. that would be oh a <laughs> store
4: i mean can it just be new and used jesus mercy.
1: <laughs> stay away from the store they have way. a
4: used ball store it's called played against sports but
5: by, by the ah. way danger this is how we pay the bills it's not an infomercial it's called feeding
2: my family oh, i've right.
1: never heard a podcast before <laughs> they're on all of them
2: or television or sports literally any entertainment quite literally everything <laughs> somebody's got to pay the bills Anything
1: yeah, you, you
5: think when Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Ray's talking about, you know, uh, that three point shot brought you by <laughs> that's not an ad? Like,
4: oh my god, how
5: awesome would that be? Oh, that
4: three point shot brought to you by
5: Saul's balls. <laughs> oh
2: my god, use that dude. Saul, you would have to pay so much effing money oh to get god. them to. I agree want to the logo that. on
4: the court. No. Two basketballs no. with like, you would literally
2: have to <laughs> pay no, no, like no. millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: two feet <of> balls. So, <laughs> Saul's balls brought right. you oh by my God.
5: Manscaped. As yes.
2: If this isn't chaotic enough, let's round out this show with a game that Espo prepared for us.
5: Oh, it's the game sweeping the nation. It's two truths and a lie. Mm. Why is it always a game sweeping the nation? Well, because it's the 70s. I'm so <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> You want a boring game? Nobody gives a shit about. It's two truths and a lie. Sun's Coaching Edition, oh, presented by Sauceballs. <laughs> New it used. Uh, let's let's throw one up here. Emma, uh, the first one, Kevin Young. Uh, first one, all time <clears throat> leader in field goals assist, three point shooting. At <laughs> shooting, Shoot, at shooting, shooting. shooting. Uh, he is three point <laughs> shooting out there. <laughs> number two, at 23, coached the Shamrock Rovers Hoops team. And number three, coached the Delaware 69ers of the G League. He is. Um,
2: I'm going to say three is a lie. Isn't, wasn't it a different team that he coached in the G League? I feel like it was a different team. I want to say it had Rapids in the name.
4: Yeah, I'm going to say number three is a lie. Well, you're wrong
1: about the name, what do
2: yeah, I would I you? But it's a different name, right? Mm. Mm.
1: I feel like number one and number two are true. I'm going to go number three. Number three, he
5: coached the Delaware 87ers, okay. not okay. the 69ers. Well, and I he also also 69ers, coached the, uh, I mean, yeah. uh, the I believe it was the Iowa Energy as well, after maybe Nick that, Nurse, maybe right after Nick Nurse. Really uh, let's look at the next one. Uh, Frank Vogel. Number one was on a late night with David Letterman in uh, eighth grade. Uh, escaped a f- that's supposed to be fire. <laughs> <laughs> escaped a fire. Did his childhood home <laughs> at seventeen. Yeah, you're escaped supposed to check these uh, things. We'll, uh, really
2: three played. <laughs>
5: I can't
2: read!
3: My favorite oh, cool. thing oh, is yeah,
2: pH and X Sons. not even a bit. It's just like can a thing put back up. Put it back up? My favorite thing is anytime there's a spelling error, we blame Emma. <laughs> she just like, absolutely the F not.
5: Uh, escaped a fire read. in his childhood home at 17 or played guard for the Quad City sl- Thunder of the CBA.
2: Okay, so I know one is true.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes. He... Oh, so. he he spun a ball on a toothbrush while brushing his teeth on the day. Which gonna is wild. Num- I'm going to
4: say number two is the the, f- the fake one. Okay. I'm going to say number
5: three. Gerald is correct. He never played for the Quad City Thunder, the CBA. Actual team, actual league. Uh, but he did escape a fire with his mother out a window at his childhood home when he was 17. That's
2: hmm. scary.
1: Mm-hmm. That is scary.
5: Uh, number three, our last one in Two Truths and a Lie, it's Doc Rivers. Was part of a Knicks son's brawl, is a real doctor thanks to an honorary doctorate from Boston College, and it, or is good friends with John Smoltz and helped him sign with the Red Sox. Uh, number two is the lie.
4: Number two? That's what
2: we're going with.
4: I think it is. Mm. Lindsay? I'm gonna say
2: Cameron. I'll ride with Saul. Because I, I think I Almost think if kill. he got
4: an honorary doctorate, it wouldn't have been from Boston College. It would have been from Boston U. Okay. I'm
5: going to go I don't know, number 3.
2: That's kind of funny though. Because he used to call him doc number, doc Rivers. Because
5: number 2 is fake.
4: He because, does not have an honorary doctor.
5: Yeah, because him. he
4: was a part of the Suns Nick brawl. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And then what was the third one again? Uh, John, Smoltz. John Smoltz. Oh yeah, John because he, he I mean he spent a lot of time as, a, mm-hmm. as an Atlanta Hawk down there right when the Braves started getting mm-hmm. good, so I assumed that he would have built a relationship and he, with
5: John Smoltz. He actually did. Convince him to sign with the Boston Red Sox at the mm-hmm. end of his career, so. That's dope. Man. So there is Two Truths and a Lie, sons Coaching Edition. I liked it. Yeah,
1: We learn things All about right. the coaches and about
5: Emma.
4: Oh. Sweeping the, the nation. I can't
2: read! <laughs> I can't read! <laughs> <laughs> All brutal. right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for today's show. We appreciate you very much. We will be back tomorrow. Maybe, if you're lucky, we'll do some Trade Machine Tuesday on a Wednesday. But you're going to have to tune in to find out. Until we see you tomorrow, you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore suns. You can follow me at lindsaysmithaz. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourguet. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
5: Frank Vogel may have escaped, fired money williams didn't
2: <laughs>
3: oh.
0: oy tell oh, a phoenix metro omega is controlling and he never gonna oh. let go phn x though Lindsay Gerald espo saw past the ball we had to turn up the tempo got to understand me y'all always respect <laughs> the family really